Podcasting from baseball heaven, St. Louis, Missouri. Home to float trips, gooey butter cake, and the Gateway Arch. This is the Navigate the Rapids podcast, where you find out how to effectively run and market your business. And now, here's your host, Will Hankey. Juan, hope you're doing well, having a great day. Uh, my name is Will Hankey. Thank you so much for joining us today. I've got a fantastic guest and uh, wanted to bring Tom on today um, just because, you know, everybody's stuck at home. Everybody's kind of maybe looking through their website and realizing that this thing's been neglected for quite some time and looking at your other marketing materials, doing the same thing. Uh, so uh, Tom is by far one of the best when it comes to not only email marketing, but just communication in general, putting your story together, that kind of stuff. So uh, Tom, thanks for coming on. Well, thanks for having me. Appreciate those kind words. Oh, no problem. Uh, so why don't you go ahead and give us the uh, the two-minute version of your business? Uh, sure. So I am the, uh, the founder and president of Story Up Marketing. And what we do at Story Up is we help businesses tune up their business story so that prospects and customers tune in and act. What we find with business is that too often they dive right into the tactics, email marketing, social media, website and blogging, whatever it may be. And for whatever reason, they spin their wheels and then they blame the tactic or they blame the tactician or they blame the medium. Um, And when we get in there and diagnose what's going on with the business and its marketing, nine times out of 10, there's something that they could be doing with their business story, the way that they get into what it is they do, the stories they tell about their customers and their customers' needs that um, need some fixing. So tuning up the story, we believe, is the first and most important thing that you can do uh, to get your marketing going and get prospects to tune in and and act. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I, I tell the story a lot for many years. Uh, when I first started building websites, uh, I would build a website and basically just hand it to the owner and, okay, there you go. And uh, there was no, there was no uh, figuring things out. What are we going to say? You know, it was just, it was very mechanical, uh, put it together and off they go. And of course it was a huge disservice right. to them, but right. uh, you know, when I discovered marketing, I realized how, <laughs> how wrong I was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, um, so tell us a little bit about what you do, um, from a, from a more technical standpoint. Yeah. So, uh, our process begins with an assessment we offer that for free, uh, okay. where if a business feels as if it wants to dive into this question of, is my story tuned up properly? We will for free assess the story. We'll go in and we'll look at what are, you, what are you doing on your website? Share with us some social posts. Share with us emails that you've sent out to prospects. Uh, if you have a call script, if you do any teleprospecting, share with that, that with us. And we'll give a, a preliminary assessment. Uh, do you have it right? Do you have it wrong? Um, what are some of the things that you can do? And then once we're engaged um, uh, officially, we dive into a multi-stage process. And the first stage is to build a story overview. We really dive deep with the client into what is it that your customers and your prospects are all about? What do they desire? What are their aspirations? 
what do they fear? What are the uh, the outcomes that um, they worry about? What keeps them up at night? Um, diving into that and really understanding the client is really what your business story is all about. And so we develop a story overview that becomes the foundation for all the work that follows. After that story overview is completed, we go into the second phase, which is diagnosis. Most businesses with which we work already have that website that you built for them five, 10 years ago. Right. Um, or, you know, they have their own stuff. They have a website, they have social, they have things that are going on. And we will do a deeper dive than we did in that preliminary assessment diagnose what's going on, make suggestions about what can be fixed, and then go from there. Um, each one of these phases that I've described can be an endpoint. If the client wants us for the overview, but then wants to use the overview to do their own diagnosis, that's fine. We can walk away from the process. If they want to complete, have us complete the diagnosis and then have us go to the next stage, which is to um, actually do the tune-up, act on the recommendations in the diagnosis, we can do that as well. Okay. Once that's all done, we can continue as a consultant and a helper. Um, we can dive in and do content marketing work for you, email marketing, social media, whatever it may be. But it's really those first three stages, story overview, diagnosis, and tune-up that are, that are critical. Once that's done, you have the foundation in place. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's back up and talk a little bit about building your story and why build your story. And I mentioned, you know, kind of just building these sites and handed them off. Uh -huh. uh, but there's, there's the first thing that, you know, even nowadays, the first thing we do when we get a client is we start talking about personas uh -huh. and kind of putting something together, understanding who your audience is before you can even say anything. So let's talk about that. How do you guys kind of uh, get started? I mean, I know you look at different pieces uh, of what they have, but you know, what are some, what are some ways that you guys uh, engage with a client? Well, I mentioned um, before this idea of talking about your customers' aspirations, um, talking about uh, their fears. What is it that they really want and, and and in the end what the question that we're answering is why are they buying not what are they buying right and, um and so maybe the easiest thing would be to share with you an example we we've worked very recently with a technology firm and that technology firm does the typical stuff, manage services, help desk. They provide help desk for big companies. So you have a problem with your computer, call the help desk, they'll, they'll fix it. Right. Uh, they do server management, network management, uh, security, all that technical stuff. And if you go to their website prior to the work that we did with them, or if you go to the website of thousands of other managed services companies, what you'll see when you go there typically is we have 25 years of experience helping businesses. We manage your servers. We protect blah, blah, blah. You know, right. we do this. We tweak that. We Here are the list of all the certifications we have. And that's all that what and, and um, detailed stuff. That's not the, that's not why the customer is buying. Right. But um, it's very common for 
for, you know, when you build a website, okay, let's start talking about ourselves, right? Yeah. <laughs> so the conversation that we had with the business owner and the other people at the business, when we went in to do that first stage story overview was tell me about some of your customers. Tell me the stories about what was going on in their business when they switched to you. What were the things that they were complaining about? What were the things they were saying they hoped would happen? And there were a few themes that began to emerge. You had, um, you had employees who were saying that they were really tired of picking up the phone when their computer was malfunctioning and being put on hold or getting voicemail. They wanted help desk that would be there when they need it. So okay. yeah. uh, fed up with, with having to wait or being taken for granted. So now all that language, a slide on the website says, tired of calling uh, for computer support only to be put on hold and take it for granted. Somebody sees that slide and they think, yeah, that's me. I can relate to that. Right. What is it that this company does to deliver on the promise that that won't happen to you? That's why they're buying. I don't want that to happen to me. Another example, the CEO of the company uh, is very tired of getting in that break-fix cycle with the techno uh, support. Um, they have no idea what their technology budget is each year. Um, the technical people kind of know, that server's old and, and might break down. When it breaks, we'll tell them, you got to replace it, and out comes the cash. So there's literally a slide on the front of this website of, a guy dishing out cash and the slide says, you know, tired of having no certainty, budget certainty around your technology and, and uh, dishing out cash every time it breaks. People see that and say, yeah, that's me. And now you're telling a story about your business, but the story about your business is the story of your customers. Yeah. That's the key that. thing that we dive into. I love that. Uh, and it's so important to understand who your market is, you know, what, what their pain points are and, right. uh, and then start, you know, like I always say, start poking at them, right. Start poking yeah. those pain points. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I think we're talking about pain and the two examples I came up with are pain. Um, it, it's, I think it's important to emphasize that it is okay to use fear and pain in your marketing if it is honest and authentic. Um, you know, uh, I run into lots of marketers who really are all about, their business is all about preventing pain or fixing bad situations, which is uh, very much what, what a lot of technology companies are doing. But right. they have some sense that it's wrong or manipulative to use pain as a as a trigger to um, play to prospects' fears. There's nothing manipulative or, or wrong about it, as long as it really truly is a real fear and the thing that you are putting forward is a real and honest solution to um, protect them from the outcome that they dread. Mm -hmm. uh, it's wrong if you are manipulating somebody's fear to sell them something they don't they don't need um, or wouldn't otherwise want um, playing on fear to deceive that that clearly is wrong but so many of our businesses are both helping them fulfill some grand aspiration 
or helping protect against some bad outcome. Okay. Uh, okay. Interesting. Um, so let's talk about somebody who's sitting at home and mm -hmm. stuck at home, right? Yeah. yeah. And got some extra time, going to look at the old website, pull it up and, and they're kind of just frozen. They don't know what to do. There's, as you said earlier, spinning their wheels. They're not sure what to do. I mean, obviously you have a, a free consultation that help, but what are a couple tips of things that they could do? Well, I, I think that the, the biggest and broadest tip, um, we're, we're recording this, it's March 31st, 2020, and we are smack dab in the middle of this pandemic and sheltered at home. And um, the first and biggest tip that I can give anyone is don't curl up in a ball and decide that, all right, the economy is shut down, <clears throat> the income is not rolling in as much as it used to, and I need to shut down my marketing. Right. Um, the businesses that shut down their marketing efforts when things go bad are the businesses that are 50 steps behind when things start to turn around and yeah. they don't catch up. So um, you have some time on your side. Um, you're at home with fewer distractions. Now is the time to begin uh, to focus on these things. Um, so what to do? Um, the second tip that I would say is, is try to focus on one thing at a time. I think there's a paradox about time when we think we have more time on our hands, which a lot of people think they do right now. Um, they actually tend to get less productive. Um, because it's almost like they're chasing more squirrels um, and, um, and they get less productive. So I think the idea uh, would be focus on one thing at a time and uh, easy for me to say, but I think a good place to start is to focus on your business story. Is it, um, is it properly tuned up? Is it customer focused? And you can begin to tell that pretty easily. Um, read what you're saying on your website or in your LinkedIn profile or on your social media profile and posts. Are you saying, me, 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 this is us. We're 30 years in the business. The, these are the services and products we deliver. Or are you talking about your customers, who they are, what they need, uh, what they want, what they fear? Yeah. Uh, if it's the farmer, then your business could probably use a tune-up. If you're not sure, you can uh, um, you can visit storyupmarketing.com, sign up for a free assessment, and I'll, I'll help <laughs> figure that out. I like that. I like that. Um, so um, let's talk a little bit about if somebody does decide to start working on their story a little bit, uh, maybe staying away from some cliches and, and kind of uh, putting together a plan that doesn't sound, you know, not you know like the IT company, me, 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 and here's what we do, and here's what we do. How do we not go too far the other direction? Uh, I, I'm sorry. When you say the other direction, what do you mean? Just um, um, being over the top with uh, pain points, for instance, uh, and and making the entire thing. And and by the way, I keep saying website because that's my world, but I, yeah. I understand LinkedIn, social, all 
all of these other things are part of the story as well. So, uh, but anyway, how do you know? How do you how do you not go over the other to the other end of it and just sound like you're off your rocker? I guess. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. That's a that's a difficult question. I I think that that some businesses will um, will fall into that. You know that, um, and I I guess that. Um, I guess it starts with really digging into the the realities of what you hear from your customers and your prospects. So I described a moment ago this conversation that I had with the um, with the IT company president, and I was asking what were the things that those prospects were talking about when they were considering changing to you? What were the experiences that they were having? Um, and in many cases, there were positive things they were asking for as well, but they were more often than not describing things that were bugging them, things, uh, uh, things that, that uh, they feared or, or that frustrated them. And when he would tell these stories, sometimes I would say, okay, was that, were you hearing that a lot? Or was this person just overly cranky? Or was this an extraordinary circumstance? Right. It's that over the top, extraordinary thing that doesn't sound authentic, that, that um, only you only hear from one customer um, right. or prospect. Um, that's not the marketing that you trade in. Um, the marketing stories that you trade in are the things that um, you expect a large number of your prospects to say, yeah, I can relate to that. Um, and I'm not sure, I'm not sure there's any easy formula for doing what you said, avoiding that, that sense of over the top in a way it, it is sort of, you know, it when you read it as a, as um, somebody consuming that marketing, and um, and good marketers know it when they create it. They know when they're crossing that line. Yeah, yeah. And I think you answered my question, even though I poorly presented it to you. I think in a way, it's just uh, you know you got to just pick a couple pain points uh, that are very common. Like you know, uh, instead of these, like you said, these these one offs. Just, just so you can think that you're going to create a story for every possible visitor, right? And you know, when we um, when we do this story overview, <clears throat> pardon me, um, we do this story overview with our clients. We end up with a long list of bullet points. You know, here are things that um, they fear or that they dread. Here are things that they really crave or they want, um, and that list is far longer than we practically can put on a website. Yeah. So, you know, part of the act of marketing effectively is prioritizing the messages, deciding which messages really do matter the most. And I described a couple of the primary messages and slides that we put at the top of this uh, technology website, we chose, I think, three um, from a list of 20 or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, 
choosing the ones that, that are our highest priority that will feel most genuine and relatable to your target audience. That's the critical thing to do. Yeah. So it's the old 80, 20 rule. Huh? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I think that's absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, um, yeah. 20% of the items on that list are going to resonate most with 80% of your audience. Yeah. Yeah. So um, does the message change from uh, a service company versus a uh, product company? Yeah, that's a great, great question. Um, and why? Thank you. <laughs> um, the The short answer is no. Um, product companies are especially prone, by the way, to fall into marketing that is simply here's our product. Here's what it does. Here are the special features that make it different than the other product in the same category or competitor's product. Um, but uh, so I think that product vendors, especially in the B2C space, um, the consumer space, need to be really cognizant of this concept that they still need to talk about it from the perspective of, um, of what are the stories and the experiences that our customers have when they use this product? Why are they using the product? Um, <clears throat> and this is where good television advertising can be really instructive. So, um, you know, um, automobile advertising, um, y you know, <laughs> um, there's that ad, um, with uh, Matthew McConaughey, who the the ads of Matthew McConaughey in the Lincoln yeah. uh, SUVs and uh, Saturday Night Live actually spoofed those ads, um, making fun of Matthew McConaughey, making fun of of the ads. Um, one of the ads is there's there's no dialogue. I don't think there's any voiceover on this ad. All it is is Matthew McConaughey driving this luxury SUV out to the side of a frozen lake. He sets up um, he sets up an ice fishing rig out in the middle of this lake, lies back, relaxing, <laughs> drinking some hot toddy in the back of his truck, waiting for the flag to flip on his ice fishing rig. Um, and um, that's a classic example of <clears throat> pardon me, a large consumer brand doing storytelling to um, to sell a product. There's not a single detail they tell you about the product. Yeah. But what they're selling to is somebody who wants to get away. Those Here are the aspirations. I want to get away. Uh, I want to be comfortable. Right. Um, I want to, um, I want to, uh, I'm not sure if, if luxuriate is a verb, but you know what I mean. I want to luxuriate. Um, and Lincoln is selling all of these things without saying a single thing about headroom and cargo space and our seven channel seating and the heating. It just, um, but it's very clearly telling a story. So products and services both need to, 
was a long answer to a short question, but um, yeah. It, yeah. this this is critical for for both sides of that ledger: B two B businesses, B two C businesses, product businesses, service businesses. Yeah, yeah. He's also talking very quietly, you know, which yeah. which talks to the the luxury, but you know, just the nice smooth ride down the road and exactly. Uh, so, uh, so speaking of voice, uh, yeah. in a different way, um, there's always been a debate about uh, first person, third person. How do you how do you uh, talk about your business, uh, and does it matter? Do, do you want to sound like a big business when you're not? Do you want to you know sound like you're a small homegrown business? T talk to us a little bit about voice and and some of your thoughts there. Yeah, um, I think there were a few questions. Within that question, I I think <laughs> um, I think uh, let me take the first person, second person, third person part um, first. Um, I I think that when possible, writing in the second person and talking about you or talking to you or asking questions of you uh, can be very, very effective. So, um, you know, it, um, if we, you wanna share story up marketing's front page for a second? Sure. Will? Cause um, that's an example of, um, second person marketing as the lead off for um, how we dive into the site. I don't think the word you is in there, but the word you is understood. These are second person statements. So let's give it a second. And are you giving me the ability to share? Or are you just going there to story? Yeah, I'm just going to go there. Okay. All right. So let's see here. There we go. Yeah. And if you want to zoom in, On which part? Uh, well, it, it doesn't matter if people. I hope people can see that that well. So um, each one of these, uh, yeah, there we go. Um, so you could put the words "Are you tired of?" So the first, the first comic block there. Are you tired of seeing prospects tune out and move on? Are you wishing people would think I get it and say? I want it the first time you tell them. Yeah, so you is in there. First time you tell them about your products and services. Are you wondering why those can't miss marketing tactics keep missing the mark? Are you craving better leads and uh, more customers but don't know where to begin? So um, just as the uh, you asked earlier, when does it go over the top? Um, I visit a lot of websites where they're they're talking to you the whole time, you know, second person, second person, second person, and it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel authentic. It it somehow the tone is wrong, but that's very deliberate on our website to have marketing copy that that says, "Hey, this is." The, the first thing this is about is about you and how you feel and what you experience. And I'm asking you, can you relate? 
And that's the only question that I, I care about. Can you relate? Because if the answer is yes, then you're going to scroll down to the next thing, which is where we say, okay, we have these products and services that help deliver on the promise of protecting you from that stuff that bugs you or delivering on those things that you want right there. Yeah. So, so many businesses will start by saying, oh, hey, you know, we're a, we're a marketing branding company and here are the things we do. And nobody cares. Nobody is out shopping for things like story discovery and story diagnosis <laughs> and any of that stuff unless you've established, hey, you, are you fed up with this? Or do you wish that such and such would happen? And if they're saying, yes, I can relate, well, they're already inferring that you're about to tell them how that can happen for them. Yeah. And, um, so did that answer? <laughs> did that answer your question? That was perfect. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, one other, one last question, I think, um, email marketing. I know you have uh, yeah. somewhat of a pedigree in the world of email marketing. Right. Uh, how does the, does the message change? Uh, and if so, how? Yeah, it, it, it does change. Um, so, um, we talked a, a little while ago about how for, for the clients, when we do the story overview, we have a bullet list of maybe 20 things that um, that are the aspirations or fears. Yeah. What we try to do when we develop a content marketing program for a client, and email is certainly part of that, but we're also now talking about social media, con uh, blogging, uh, posting articles on LinkedIn, um, whatever it may be. What we want to do is choose topics that speak to that list of things. So, um, you know, I, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head that the, the uh, um, um, you know, one, what we do is we develop a content plan. Here are the emails that we're going to put out. And if the content that we're mapping out does not in some way address those ideas, you know, a one of the ideas, here is a uh, aspiration or fear of the client, um, then it doesn't belong in the content plan. Um, now, the piece of content might be a description of a product. You know, hey, we're having a sale on such and such. Right. But when you talk about the product, you need to deliver that message through the lens of the story that you've framed in your story overview. It has to be, again, hey, buy this product or we offer this product or service so that you will have such and such outcome. Um, and if you don't, if you lose touch with that, then all you're doing is pitching products and services. People open your emails and think, why should I care? 
Yeah. If you keep in touch with that, you're constantly reminding them why they should care. I like it. You guys also help with writing good subject lines, things of that sort to get sure. the, the message opened in the first place, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. That's good. Uh, good. Uh, okay. Anything I missed? Uh, no, um, but I'll, I'll reiterate that um, anyone who is interested um, can go to storyupmarketing.com and all over the front page, they'll see blue buttons to get a free story assessment. Um, again, no strings attached. We will, um, when you sign up for that, we'll then uh, schedule a time. Um, we'll take a look at your stuff, at your website, anything else you want us to look at. We'll spend a half an hour with you on a web conference or phone call, and we'll walk you through some suggestions and, and some next steps. So um, if you are uh, working from home, feeling as if you have time on your hands <laughs> and uh, you want to focus on one thing, um, that might be a good thing to focus on. Awesome. Love it. Uh, fantastic. Well, thank you so much for spending some time with me today. I, I, you've given us a ton of great tips. Well, thank you. Really appreciate what you do. All right. No problem. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. And and uh, if you do have any questions, follow-up questions for Tom, uh, you can, I guess, reach through StoryUp uh, Marketing. Is that the best way to do it? Yeah. Or you can email me directly, Tom, at storyupmarketing.com. That was easy enough. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Tom. Hope you have a great day, everyone. Thank you. Thanks, Will. All right. See ya.